this week on the RV Podcast. How to plan an epic cross-country RV trip with five tips from a couple who have road trip planning down to an art form. The Bucky's mega gas station chain is rapidly expanding. If only they were more RV friendly. Are you looking for a good excuse to get outside this month? Well, the great backyard bird count is almost here and it needs your help. All this plus the RV news of the week and your questions coming up in episode 484 of the RV podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride and my valentine, Jennifer. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, happy Valentine's Day to you, too, sir. Remember when we were kids and they used to give you little valentines? Everybody would bring a valentine to school and you'd collect them all from everybody? That was so much fun. Yeah, I never got any. Oh, <laughs> I never got any. It's probably because you never gave any. No, I didn't know you were supposed to do that. <laughs> Just a quick reminder, you can watch this podcast in video or you can consume it in audio. It's all up to you. On video, we're on our RV Lifestyle channel on YouTube. And, of course, in audio, it is uh, available on all of your favorite podcast apps. We are coming to you today from Michigan. We are here. We're back from Florida. But, alas, only for a couple of weeks. Uh, we were here for um, a doctor's appointment People are wondering what these spots are all over my head. I had the dermatologist annual appointment, you know, where they zap everything. And uh, and then we can't forget we had our birthday celebration, all three of our kids and uh, a couple of their spouses and half the grandkids were here. So it was wonderful. I guess I should show my favorite birthday present. Uh, our birthdays are just a couple of days apart. Four mine days is, apart. Mine's on February 8th and Jen's on the on the 12th, Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Mm -hmm. well, I guess Abraham Lincoln has Jennifer's birthday. But, um, <laughs> we always try and celebrate it right in the middle of them sometime. And we were with all of our kids. And last uh, October, we, went, we had a gathering uh, of our RV lifestyle friends and family at... Uh, Nashville, and if you are a close follower of us, you'll know that I became smitten with a cowboy hat. You certainly did. That's all I heard about. Yep, I was hoping I would uh, I would get the okay from the uh, CEO here of the uh, <laughs> operation to to get that cowboy hat, but alas, it didn't come. But our three children uh, surprised me with a real cowboy hat. Now, before I put this on, everybody is going to say. Uh, that saying, I know the saying, okay, it's all hat, no cat, no horse, right? That's me, no all hat, no horse, but... Hey, we got bow. But, yeah, look at this hat. Is this me or not? Awesome hat. It is. This is a, a resist-all hat. That's the, the name of it. It's the one the real cowboys wear. It is felt, number six, and it is, it's a beauty. It's midnight. Now we have to go out west. I got my boots already, and uh, I'm ready south. to go west, back down to Nashville, down south. It's going to be my go-to camping hat. I really like this, and uh, maybe I'll get a guitar. And uh, if I all right, okay, I got to say, I was wondering because when you got that hat, I thought, are they going to get me? There was a white hat with rhinestones all around the top. It was you. 
And, we did how uh, you wanted it. We uh, had a you took a picture of the two of us with these hats on, <laughs> and I you got that hat, and I thought, oh, what am I going to do with a white hat with rhinestones? Yeah. Well. But I was kind of uh, happy that I got the gifts that I did. I got some really cool outfits and clothes and a massage. So I'm happy with what I got. Okay. Well, and you're happy with what you got. I am. I'm going to wear that It's all good. Hat. Thank you, children, yep. grandchildren. And uh, just call me Garth Wenlin. Uh, <laughs> one of the other things we learned about on this trip, because our fifth wheel is still down on our Tennessee property. We're going to leave it there for a while because we're going back and forth a lot. Um, but our new concrete pad that we got, last summer up here in Michigan. We have a concrete pad now in Tennessee, but we had a concrete pad for it here in Michigan. Um, it had been just sitting empty and we found a double use for it. Yes, our children discovered that it made a wonderful pickleball court. Yeah, um, I think they looked it up and a pickleball court is, I think, 42 feet by 20 feet. I thought it was feet. 44 feet. Not they said 40, I don't know, 42 oh, well. I thought by, by 20, but whatever it is, it doesn't make any difference to me. but. Our pad is 40 by 20, so it's very close to it. Now, pickleball court has cement on all sides, and this is, you know, it's great. Yeah. But it works good. This summer's project, we'll have to add a few more feet all the way around that. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you can see, we'll, for, on the video version, we'll put up some pictures of everybody playing, volleying back and forth. We need a net and some lines on the cement, but why not? Bo thought his purpose in life was to be the net. Yeah, because Bo he, likes to be right in the center of all action, so Bo yeah. spent a lot of time right in the center. So there you go, uh, cement pad for the RV. When the RV is someplace else, it's a pickleball court. Okay, I think, I think that you will find it cheaper to widen the cement slab than to uh, have twist an ankle and maybe uh, be a gimp for a while. There you go. So yeah. maybe maybe my idea isn't so bad. No, it probably isn't, but. Uh, you we'll don't want to. You want to think about that right now. I'll think about it. Yeah, but pickleball—that is on our our bucket list to actually do this year. We had some at one of our last gatherings, and it was a great time. Just a quick reminder: if you have a comment or a question, and you'd like to pass it along to us and have us talk about it at the on the next episode of the podcast, send us email. Our personal email is Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. All right, when we come back, the social media news, the social media buzz of the week. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know. Over the years, we've tried many and we have found them all wanting until now. Now, we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-size Aurora Lux medium firm mattress that arrived tightly rolled in a box. All we did was put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. Then we put on the sheets and the bed covers and found we slept so well that we ordered another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. Our sleep is now so luxurious and deep that we can't imagine using a different mattress. Shipping is free. If you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourselves to try the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Brooklyn Bedding sends out all of their RV mattresses from their own factory in Arizona. This means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you with no middleman bringing up the cost. Visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle there is a new development coming on the market for RVers in Tennessee. It's built by the same company we bought our land from. 
We just went to look at it and it is amazing. Mountaintop property, great views, big woods and trails close to the Buffalo River, like our property. Gorgeous countryside. It's only a few minutes from the Natchez Trace Parkway and an easy drive to Nashville. These are big properties, five acres and up, and the prices are great. There's even financing. We are really happy with our property. These guys do a great job. It's hard to find acreage where you can have an RV full-time, especially in popular destination spots. This is your property, your way. There's electric and high-speed fiber optic internet. No more crowded parks or reservations. You can stay as long as you want. Go to rvlands.net. That's rvlands.net. And now, let's find out what the social media buzz is from Wendy Boyer. Wendy keeps track of all of our social media and our new RV lifestyle community. And, of course, uh, on our Facebook group. And uh, here's what everybody's talking about this week. Everybody, over in our RV lifestyle community, I have to share a post from Joan. So Joan's post is in the e-bike space. So that means... Unlike Facebook, where a post disappears, you can always go to that space, look under e-bikes, and find this post. And so what Joan wrote is that she loves e-bike riding, and she's looking for campgrounds that offer opportunities for good, safe, and fun bike trails. And Joan started it out by sharing three of her favorites, which included Tiger Run Resort in Breckenridge, Colorado, Sun Outdoors Bay Harbor in Petoskey, Michigan, and Golf State Park in Golf Shores, Alabama. So Joan asked for recommendations and she has so many good ones. Um, one of my favorites was from Lisa. It was for the Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort in South Carolina. She said there was a trail right outside there that was wonderful and you don't even need to use a car. You can just take your e-bike everywhere. Another recommendation came from Patty for Jekyll Island. She said it's super e-bike friendly with lots of bike trails on it. And several people recommended the Sleepy Bear Heritage Trail outside the National Park in Michigan. But there are many recommendations for all you e-bike riders out there. You're going to need to check out that post. Also in the community, I loved a post from Monica. Now, this was in the mods and DIY tweak space. And so Monica found this perfect solution for those stickers so many collect. You know, the stickers of like the map of the USA or Canada, and you fill in the colored sticker for every place you camp in. Well, what do you do with those stickers when you have to sell your rig? You lose all the memories, right? And that's really sad. So what Monica shared was a solution. She put plexiglass inside the door of a uh, outside storage space for her rig. So you open up the door, there's plexiglass, and there's all her stickers. So she had the map of the U.S. with the colored stickers of the places they camped it. Also other special stickers like the Narrows, Route 66, Niagara Falls. And she wrote that one day when they have to get rid of this rig, they're going to take that plexiglass out and hang it inside a wall of their garage. What a great idea. And also, I loved a shout-out she did. She said, hey, Mike, Jen, and Bo, I have the perfect place for my first podcast sticker. Um, apparently, RV Lifestyle was the first podcast she listened to, which is awesome. And she's now a landowner in uh, Linden, Tennessee. So hopefully one day everyone can connect and she can get that sticker. Meanwhile, over in our Facebook group, one post I have to share with you got literally thousands of laughing emojis and over 500 comments and it was from Tammy. Tammy simply shared three pictures of her husband and she wrote, 
husband making the bed for the first time. And it was hilarious. It, you could see him laying and stretching in one way and laying across the bed and stretching in another way. And uh, people loved it. Leah wrote, the battle is real. And Claire wrote, this is making me laugh so hard, my sides ache. And Laura wrote what I'm sure many were thinking, I feel his pain. And that's it for me this week. I'm Wendy Boyer, and I'll see you over in the RV Lifestyle community or Facebook group. Thank you, Wendy. And as you all know, you're all welcome to join the conversation. Especially on our new RV Lifestyle community group. Just go to community.rvlifestyle.com. We'd love to see you there. If you're tired of all the noise and the silliness on Facebook and the nastiness that's on big tech social media, come on over. We are off Facebook, so we're not uh, subject to all those privacy issues and the censorship and all the nastiness that you find in Facebook. Come on over. It's community.rvlifestyle.com. Right now, I want to talk about uh, being connected on the road, and there's no better place to go than Mobile Must Have. Mobile Must Have is the sponsor of this part of the podcast, and it is a service that is started by RVers for RVers, and it's dedicated to providing the most needed mobile lifestyle solutions. And this month, Mobile Must Have is offering 30 days of free data with the purchase of a new PepLink router. Now, Mobile Must Have has PepLink routers and internet solutions for every type of RVers, from weekend and holiday vacationers to full-time road warriors and remote workers. And PepLink is the gold standard for mobile internet, and Mobile Must Have has a modem and a data plan that will fit literally every RV budget out there. They offer their Fusion SIM which can provide coverage to every major U.S. carrier. Mobile Must Have also has RV cellular antennas and wiring and cable solutions for Starlink satellite internet. And if you use the promo code RVLIFESTYLE10, you can take 10% off the cost of purchase. Just go to RVLIFESTYLE.COM slash Mobile Must Have. That's RVLIFESTYLE.COM slash Mobile Must Have and schedule a free call and free consultation to see the many different internet packages that are available and the one that is just right for you. That's rvlifestyle.com slash mobile must have. Time now for the RV interview of the week. And this week we have Jim and Liz Kahalen and they're planning to take a bucket list RV trip out west this summer and fall. They're gonna start at their home in Texas and then they're heading north through Colorado, and they're going to hit Glacier National Park, and then head west to Mount Rainier National Park, and all the way down the coast of Washington, Oregon, California. It is an epic trip. Uh, they're going to return to their home just outside of San Antonio, Texas. Ten weeks long is this wow. trip. Ten weeks long and a lot of miles. Wow, 5,641 miles because they're detail people and they're bringing along their three boxers. They're pulling a 37 foot fifth wheel with their truck. And so how did they plan it, you ask? Well, that's our topic today in the RV Lifestyle Interview of the Week. Well, Liz and Jen join us right now. Uh, hey guys, uh, you have quite a trip planned, don't you? Yes, we do. We're really looking forward we're excited about it. Why don't you tell everybody, first of all, where you are right now, and then when is this trip going to start? We'll start with those questions. We are in uh, 
just outside of San Antonio, Texas. And this trip will be taking place uh, the end of August and going for about 10 weeks or so. Now, some of us are planners and some of us are not. Now, uh, you guys are planners. <laughs> how long is this this 10-week trip? How many miles are you guys going to cover? And what will you be camping in? We'll probably do 7,000 plus. Uh, we have a 37-foot uh, fifth wheel with uh, three slide-outs. Um, uh, we've got a... Can you show them the binder? Oh, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> okay. She got over a three-inch three-ring binder that she... This has kind of grown. We've been doing this since 2020, only because we retired in 2020. So we could start taking longer trips rather than the two to three weeks you always get uh, early in your career and during the middle of your career, uh, where you have to kind of hump it to get where you're going to go, uh, just so you can enjoy a few days there. Here, uh, it's quite a bit, uh, quite a bit different. We uh, in 2020 we were gone two months. 2021, three months. 2022, another two and a half months. And we stayed home in 2023 just for other reasons. And uh, this trip, we just decided, hey, we <laughs> we got the itch. Okay, we got the itch to go. And uh, so she started planning it. Now, we have come up with some tips for this, right? That we can pass it along to others, share your mm -hmm. knowledge with them. Uh, why don't you start with the first tip and uh, I'll just kind of let you go and I'll jump in if I have some questions. But uh, I know there's going to be people who will be uh, watching and listening to this podcast. They'll be taking notes and we'll put all the details in the description below so they'll be able to find it. But start with tip number one. Well, tip number one, you got to know where you want to go and what you want to do. And for me, it was a bucket list. I've wanted to go see those big trees on the California coast for a long, long time. And we almost made it in 2020. Uh, we were actually over in that area in 2020. We made it as far as Crater Lake, but those doggone California wildfires, they, they, uh, they pretty much squashed that part of the trip. And we, uh, we made it as far as Crater Lake and then had to, divert and go east because the wildfires just they the air quality was so bad we just had to leave we we had to go and and um have to to make it another time that's going to be this trip um and when you're going to plan a trip basically you have to have a, a destination in mind you have to figure out all right what's your goal what you want to do um, for me, it was the trees, and for me, it's the national parks. What can we see along the way? And what what was your goal? I always wanted to go to the Little Bighorn. Uh, I was always interested in that history, uh, the uh, Devil's Devil's Tower mm -hmm. uh, in South Dakota. Uh, just a lot of places in South Dakota: Rushmore, Crazy Horse. Um, Deadwood. There was a lot of places we've wanted to see. The first trip, uh, 
we didn't realize it at the time, but there were certain places as the little bighorn, it was 2020. We didn't even give it a second thought, but the museum was closed down and the park was there. But as far as tours, that was closed down too. So along the way, we missed some things. So the so trip you, we took you, uh, a year ago, uh, we picked some of those back up and uh, kind of retraced some of our steps. Uh, what's the uh, national park here we're going to? Uh, Glacier was on our, our uh, uh, schedule a couple of years ago and we couldn't make it. Uh, car trouble, truck trouble. We just, we couldn't get it in there. So we had to stay in West Yellowstone a little bit longer. And those things will happen. You have to plan for those things. Um, she works real hard, usually a year in advance, trying to get the RV parks scheduled because you almost have to do it a year in advance. Uh, it's pretty pretty hard to just drive into an RV park and get a place. So you are pretty purposeful, obviously, in all of these uh, these sites. But what about the mileage? I mean, this is 7,000 miles over 10. You had to divide that up somehow. Uh, I just, I'm a little beat up today. I just drove back from Nashville, and uh, I did it all in one haul. It was like Ooh. over 530 miles, something like that. And I tend to do that. You have taken a different approach. Walk us through uh, that as you share your second tip. I think the key to that was retirement. You know, in the old days, as I mentioned, it's, uh, okay, we got two weeks this year, hon. Where do we want to go? We can't go too far. We'll be driving all the time type of stuff. Uh, so that's really opened things up for us. Uh, I don't like to travel a long time. Uh, the way it turns out, I do most of the driving, which is not a problem. Neither of us can drive at night. So what we've done and what she's done on the planning aspect of it is anywhere from 100 to 200, maybe 250 miles a day, depending on what she has picked out uh, as far as what we want to see or go someplace and what we want to do. That makes it easier on me. We can leave later in the morning, sleep in. Uh, pull into our park at three or four in the afternoon. Um, if we're only staying overnight, we don't unhook the trailer. All we do is hook up the water and the electricity and cable. I have to have cable. If I'm going to rough it, I've got to have ESPN and Fox <laughs> news. Uh, it's the only way I'll rough it in any, in any event, that's pretty much how we pick it out. And this software that she has got is just dynamite. I mean, it's dynamite. She gives me a sheet of paper and I said, okay, tomorrow I'm going 130 miles from here to here. Uh, we can't check in until one o'clock so we can actually go a little bit slower, take our time, whatever we want to do. Uh, kind of plan it out that way. And probably the only thing where you have to kind of follow the clock a little bit, and that is you've got to get to your next destination on time where you're going to get charged for a night and you're going to be staying somewhere else for the night. So you'd end up having a double charge. So, so as far as watching the clock sort of thing, not that bad. So, so second tip was slow down, take your time. Um, what's the third tip? Uh, share, share that with us, Liz. To, to make the magic happen. Uh, I use a route planner and a route planner is just worth its weight in gold to me because what a route planner does, I mean, I've got this guy here who does most of the driving. He's driving a, a 37 foot travel trailer, a fifth wheel, 
and it's it's got weight it's got height it's got length and you want to be sure you're driving a route that's safe and a route planner gives you the ability to put those specs into this software and it picks you out a route that's not going to take you over a road that's got low ridges or ridges that have weight uh, uh, restrictions. restrictions, thank you, steep grades, uh, low overpasses and, and such uh, that it's going to keep you on a very safe route. Which one do you use? Which route planner? I think Mine I know what that I've used for years now is RV Trip Wizard. Yeah. I know there's others out there and they can probably do a lot of the same things, but for me, RV Trip Wizard does everything. It, so it's you would a, you would set your that little radius that it allows you to set at 200 250 miles mm -hmm. so you know your distance and then it uh, it goes from there. You mentioned earlier uh, about a binder and you said it was too heavy to get but you know what <laughs> I have to see your binder you have to pick that up and put that in front of the camera if it takes both of you because you obviously print this out and even though trip wizard is a um, is a, is software uh, you can print these things out and actually have paper for it and I I think that uh, so many of us uh, are curious about when you talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right can you show us a bit a day just just open it up and show it for those of you who are watching this on youtube you see the size of that uh of that uh of that binder that uh that they have but uh it's interesting it looks like you have them all enclosed in plastic too well i have tabs for for each of the if i can show the tabs oh yeah yep for each of the tabs, I've got the reservations uh, behind each tab, the, the confirmation of the, the park, um, things to do at that particular stop. Um, if, any, <laughs> if any tours have been booked, Jim's going through my stuff. If any tours have been booked, I've got those receipts. Um, in the front of the binder, I've got memberships of uh of uh i've got good sam fmca koa koa and passport america which gives us park discounts i've got our extended um uh, service warranty uh travel insurance um what else have i got the dogs uh insurance insurance information right the dogs vet records uh, just about anything that you can think of i've got it up front and where it's easily accessible all right so use a route planner and uh, i i've just used it to plan our trip we just came back to and from florida and uh, it's really good because also in that route planner you can Go to that 250 mile radius that you set and look for the campgrounds that are near there. And then you can pull up the campground reviews. And I'm, I imagine you follow those reviews pretty closely, right? So absolutely. That's the fourth uh, step, which is check your campgrounds carefully. Walk us through that, Liz and Jim. 
when, when we uh, get to an area where we know we want to stop, uh, the route planner gives me a list of our, our, the locations of all the campgrounds in the area where I want to stop. And then it'll tell me, well, this is Good Sam, this is uh, KOA, and so forth. And so of those, I can pick out a campground. It, it gives me the reviews of those campgrounds, which I check very carefully because, let's face it, all KOAs are not created equal. And, uh, you know, Jim's a fantastic driver, but I don't want to take him into a campground that is like sardines. I, and I need to get him into a pull through every chance I can. I mean, he can back up, but if he doesn't have to, I don't want him to. <laughs> Good for you, Jim. We're in the same boat on that one. <laughs> pull throughs all the way. Yep. So, I mean, the the planner links me into it. It'll give me aerial views. It'll it'll uh, give me the reviews are wonderful. And it also gives crowdsourcing tips, which are really, really helpful. Um, and uh, with that in mind, it'll help. It'll allow me to pick the best campground for what I need. And sometimes right. it'll show me that, hey, there's really not a good campground here to stop. Um, and in which case, maybe I need to go a little further down the road. But, Jim, uh, I mean, it's worth its weight in gold having those Jim, reviews. Jim, your your suggestions about campgrounds and picking well, them. We ran into this uh, one time, but I would warn everybody. um when when you go to hook up in the campground, a lot of those uh, what are they called? Posts, electrical, shore power, shore power units are old, and you want to make sure that you have an auto former that you buy one. It auto former plugs in between the power pole and your power cord on your RV, and. Surge protector too. It's yes. a big surge protector, and you don't want a chintz on it. You want to make sure you uh, you get one that's quality. Uh, our first one was very heavy. It was a handheld. We still have it, but uh, some recent uh, in the year two ago, we had one built in, built into the RV, so we don't have to worry about hauling that thing around. Still, it's a cheaper way to go. But what you you want that thing on? We we plugged in one time. It was in New Mexico, and um, what I guess the lights were dimming. All of our interior lights were dimming, right. and uh, what had happened? It had got inside, and it cooked our uh, inverter. converter converter in inverter converter. Okay, it cooked it. Well, of course, you don't know that. Uh, and until you try the next day to do a few things and you can't do it. So we had to have that repaired on a road. Uh, but that is critical. Um, beyond that, as far as the campgrounds, I'm, I'm just looking for something that gives us a little bit of room. Um, we've never really had much. We tried to get close to uh, if they have a dog fenced in area. Uh, we try to get close to that so we don't have to take such a long uh, walk to get our dogs in there. Uh, golly, I don't know. We, we're we just looking for a, a safe place, really. 
We've been right. in some. We've been in some rough ones. <laughs> yeah, you never you, you never know, even when you read the reviews, because yeah. they they well. Let's go to the fifth state, fifth uh, suggestion on planning the epic trip, and these also apply. By the way, all these tips apply to even a short couple of weekends. If you want to make a weekend trip, you can. You just won't have as thick a binder. But what's number five? What you want to do when you get there. And, and this determines how long we're going to actually stay at a place. Um, what I do is when I'm in a location, I will Google what is there to do in a given location, things to do. Uh, it'll bring me up the Chamber of Commerce or it'll bring up travel logs or uh, especially at the state uh, national parks. Things to do. What do you uh, What do you want to do now, Jim? He's real interested in golfing around the area, um, so I'll I'll go and find that. And if I'm in a location that that's really not not enough to do or not a lot to do, I might just say, okay, we'll just go overnight and keep on going. Uh, but if I'm in a location that looks really pretty and a lot of things to do, well, that kind of determines how many nights we're going to stay there. And that's another thing that, that's kind of nice about having a nice little binder. Um, I'll print those up. I'll, I'll kind of have it under my tab, things and activities, and kind of plan my, uh, my uh, activities around it. Because we've got one stop in San Francisco where Jim didn't want to do a lot of driving. I don't blame him. So I booked a tour. And that kind of tells me, okay, I need to find doggy daycare around that area. And that just really kind of helps me with my planning. Well, You want to plan for these things because the popular places, they get booked up. That's for my next question as we kind of wind this down here. Uh, you, Jim, you mentioned that, that, uh, that Liz is, is booking some of these a year in advance. Uh, when did you make your first reservation? I book a year out. And that's only because where we're going, if, unless you're going to try and, and dry camp, which we're not set up to do, uh, you're, if you don't book a year out, you're not going to get in a campground. I mean, COVID really changed things around. And it's those campgrounds get packed. What's the shortest length of time that you're staying somewhere? And then what's the longest? Oh. The, the shortest is just overnight, where we're really not doing anything. We're just passing through. The longest, I believe, is five nights. Where's that? Uh, that's in Rio Dosa, uh, in New Mexico. Uh, we're meeting some family there, and we're going to watch the horse races and probably do some golfing. And um, since there's family there, we're probably there a little bit longer. Always be prepared. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And, oh, yeah, have your wheel bearings packed every year. Trust me. <laughs> we had a whole wheel come off, tire, oh rim, everything. Luckily, we were in a parking lot just pulling out. Wow. You've got to keep your sense of humor. <laughs> he did. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, this was very helpful to so many people. And uh, it makes me want to uh, be much more organized myself. Uh, you guys are going to have an awesome trip. 
we want pictures and um, post in uh, in social media so we can follow along with you. Thank you so much for sharing all this information with well, us on the podcast. You're welcome. I hope we've been able to help someone. It's our pleasure. Well, I don't know if I could be that organized, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it would sure help sometimes. Oh, it, it would really help a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't think either of us are capable of being that organized, but I think it's wonderful when people can work everything out and plan everything like you that. You see that binder? She had a binder. I mean, it was, it was like three inches thick. <laughs> and I mean, it, it makes so much sense. Um, you know, I think part of our problem is that we're working. And so we see stuff that, hey, that'd make a good story. And we get behind schedule and it's so hard for us to stay on a schedule and get to a place where there's a reservation because between wherever we were the night before and making that reservation, there's a bound to be some turns that we're gonna take off the main route. But, uh, but it's a noble goal for us. And I think those five tips they shared are great. And uh, we thank them for being the guests on this part of the podcast. When we come back, the RV news of the week. There is a new development coming on the market for RVers in Tennessee. It's built by the same company we bought our land from. We just went to look at it and it is amazing. Mountaintop property, great views, big woods and trails close to the Buffalo River, like our property, gorgeous countryside. It's only a few minutes from the Natchez Trace Parkway and an easy drive to Nashville. These are big properties, five acres and up, and the prices are great. There's even financing. We are really happy with our property. These guys do a great job. It's hard to find acreage where you can have an RV full time, especially in popular destination spots. This is your property, your way. There's electric and high-speed fiber optic internet. No more crowded parks or reservations. You can stay as long as you want. Go to rvlands.net. That's rvlands.net. This is the time of year when a lot of people start shopping for their next RV, checking out all of the 2024s online, going to shows. Keystone RV made it easy this year by putting together a guide of their favorite new models and features from all of their fifth wheel brands, Montana, Cougar, Alpine, Arcadia, and Sprinter. Each brand has different floor plans and styling, features, price points, all backed by Keystone's history of innovation, quality, and owner support. The guide is free, and you can get it at KeystoneRV.com. One of the models that was just added to the buying guide is the Montana 3623EB. Besides unparalleled fifth-wheel luxury and comfort, this model has an all-new e-bike stow-and-go storage design. The biggest challenge for RV owners is keeping those bikes safe and charged. Montana designed the strut-assisted bike rack system that lets you easily load and store your bikes inside of your coach. It even has a power supply to keep them charged. Learn more and get your free guide at KeystoneRV.com. Welcome back, and now it's time for the RV News of the Week. So a man convicted of diverting a river in Michigan in a national park to create better fishing and boating access has been convicted on two federal misdemeanor charges for basically, literally, he diverted the Platte River in the Sleeping Bear Dunes <laughs> National Lakeshore. And the reason it was so he could get better access to Lake Michigan. 
Now, National Park Service rangers saw this guy, and he was basically just using a shovel, and he was hand-digging sand and rocks at the river in August of 2022. Well, it took a while. And eventually, this created a dam, which led to a whole new channel, which grew to be 200 feet wide. And this new channel dramatically altered the natural flow of the National Park River, said the, the Park Service, and the shoreline. And so he he didn't think anybody would notice. <laughs> <laughs> it caused sand to build up, and um, he was doing it. He said so he could get out to fishing in the lake. And the National Park Service says it actually reduced the ability of boats to access Lake Michigan. Uh, if you don't know where it is, the Sleeping Bear Dunes National Lakeshore is a beautiful park, and the Platte River Campground is one of our favorite campgrounds in the whole country. Um, we write about it in our seven-stop adventure guide to Michigan's Lower Peninsula, and we'll put a link in the description below for that book if you want to find some great places to camp in Michigan. But don't take a shovel and don't go widening <laughs> rivers, I guess, is the, is the big thing. Now, I got a really fun story for you. If you've got 50 minutes or more to spare, go outside this week and count birds with the great backyard bird count. If you find yourself with some free time this week, I think you might want to consider it to be a fun thing to do. So join the Great Backyard Bird Count. The public, they're asked to pick one day between February 16th and 19th to go outside to a favorite park or even your own backyard and spend a period of time. It can be as short as uh, 15 minutes counting birds and the information from where you were, what birds you saw, how many birds you counted during a block of time is then submitted to scientists who use it to better understand bird populations around the world. Now this is sponsored by the Cornell Lab, the Audubon Society, Birds of Canada. Uh, the group has a website with uh, full instructions there. And we will put it, uh, a link to it in the, uh, in the show notes for this episode. And you find the show notes at rvlifestyle.com slash podcasts. Well, New York State Parks and Campgrounds um, set a visitation record last year for the 11th consecutive year. New York has some of the nicest state parks that we have seen anywhere in the country. And the number of visitors to New York State Parks and Campgrounds reflects that because they set a new record in 2023. 84.1 million visits. That is a 6% increase from 2022, which set a record then. And this was the 11th consecutive annual increase in visits to New York State Parks. And to us, it's easy to see why. Uh, Watkins Glen State Park in the Fingers Lake region had 1.2 million people visit wow. it last year. That set a new record. Uh, that is a breathtakingly beautiful park known for its gorge path and it winds over and under waterfalls and through the spray of, a, of the cavern cascade. And then the Adirondack Park in the Fingers Lake region of Upper New York is an area um, that did a lot of, had a lot of visitors. We invite everybody to check out the book that we wrote on it. Uh, the Adirondack Park is huge. People don't realize that it contains 85% of all of the wilderness in all of the eastern United States is in the Adirondack area. And again, we like it area so much. We wrote an adventure guide to that area telling you what to see or to camp. But just put your minds around that. 85% of all of the wilderness in all of the eastern part of the country is contained in the Adirondack uh, Park region of upstate New York. 
Okay, now this is another fun story. Popular RV uh, gas stations and convenience stores. Bucky's, they're opening in several other states in uh, 2024. Have you guys ever stopped by one of the massive Bucky's on your travel days? If your answer is no, because you haven't come across one in your part of the country, that you know that's going to be changing soon. The Texas-based gas station and convenience store chain with a beaver mascot has become it's become a destination kind of all Bucky's, in itself. Bucky's, yeah. yeah. The stores are huge, crowded, and serve things like briskets. I bet they're good. And jerky. They have a wall of jerky. <laughs> and uh, a bakery, clean bathrooms, gas pumps, and so many other items for sale in a sprawling space. Many see them as a destination to experience at least once. And uh, not that long ago, a person had to travel to Texas to come across to Bucky's. But... Things are changing. Stores are now in Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, and South Carolina. And just this week, we saw reports of stores opening in Ohio, Arizona, Missouri, Wisconsin, Virginia, and Colorado. And Bucky's are great, but they're not really very RV friendly. And if you're towing a trailer, a fifth wheel, or a toy hauler, You'll have to really search for a spot. And no matter what kind of RV you're in, don't plan to stay long as they'll chase you out. They allow no overnight camping or long breaks for RVers. Yeah, that is a, it's an issue there. Uh, we, we seldom stop because it's just too crowded. And it really is a hassle to find a place to stop. And if you're going to stop, you got to run into the store, and it takes you a long time in the store, and you can get hemmed in. That's you know when you're towing an RV, they're not they're they're not really that friendly, I think, for RVs. But I, you kind of break into a sweat whenever I see a sign for I one, know. and I say, "Let's go to Bucky's," and yeah. you're like, oh. "No, not today." <laughs> yeah. Next time. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, uh, we have the uh, RV question of the week. So, stay with us. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have, and they'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back everybody. Time now for the RV question of the week. And if you have a question for us, once again, you can send it to us. Our private emails, Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. So what's our first question? Okay. Our first question is we keep hearing all these commercials about why we should get a virtual private network, especially when we're traveling in our RV for our internet access to protect our privacy, especially when using campground Wi-Fi. Should we? Do you and Jen have one? No, we do not. Um, a virtual private network is uh, known as a VPN. Everybody talks about a VPN, and it's a service that 
you buy that um, supposedly protects your internet connection and uh, gives you more privacy online. They do this by creating this encrypted tunnel, they call it, for your data. And uh, there are literally a dozen or more firms out there that are really trying to market uh, their service uh, for a VPN. They claim it protects your online identity, it hides your IP address, uh, allows you to use Wi-Fi hotspots safely. Um, and a little bit of that's true, but you know, there's a lot of hype up with it. Um, the truth is for most of us, a VPN is not necessary. And I get it that nobody likes to be watched or tracked. Um, and if you're seriously concerned about that, then, then spend the money and get a VPN. Although many of the cheapest VPNs and the free ones really can't 100% guarantee the privacy that they claim to offer. Now we don't use a VPN for a variety of reasons. First, they slow down your connection speed. Now maybe not a lot, but in spots where you know, you're camping and maybe it's already marginal, it, it makes a bad situation worse. But the biggest reason is that some websites check your IP address that's every computer has, you know, took up the internet has its own unique set of numbers and IP address. And some websites will check your IP address against the list of known VPN server IPs when you log in. And if there's a match, they'll block your connection. In fact, PayPal and some online banking institutions, a lot of them really, uh, will prevent you. They'll shut down access and stop you from visiting your account if they see you're logging in from a, a, an IP, uh, you know, a foreign IP that's linked to a VPN. Now, there are some ways around this. You can log in through different servers and all stuff, but it's a hassle. And the average person doesn't want to do that. And it happens um, because cyber criminals and fraudsters uh, usually use VPNs to steal data or to hack into accounts. And you can't blame websites and banks and financial institutions from being a bit leery of VPNs. Another reason that we don't use a VPN is it costs. It's not much, just a few bucks a month, particularly if you buy an annual subscription. Um, but we're already paying for internet access and I, I don't wanna pay for any more. So uh, if you're really paranoid about your security online, then go for it, get it. Um, but for most of us, I, I don't recommend it. Uh, we get asked all the time by vi different companies selling VPNs to, oh, will you advertise? Will you, you know, and we turn them all down because I just don't think that that is an expense that our viewers access. Now, maybe a little bit if you're in a, a Wi-Fi campground, but um, uh, we, you know, we access through our own internet stuff. We have a, a router that we use, a Peplink router. and. Uh, and Starlink, and I don't, I don't, I don't need anything that's going to slow us down. And I think, I think a lot of it is superfluous. So that's my thought, and that's why we don't use it. All right, that's the podcast for this week. If you have questions or comments, um, you can reach us anytime. Just send a note to us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Happy trails.